This week on the podcast, we're tackling an essential topic, potty training your dog. From establishing routines to positive reinforcement techniques, we're going to guide you through the process of teaching your fairy friend just where to go. Join us as we explore effective strategies, common challenges, and the keys to successfully potty training your adorable pup. Get ready to master this important milestone right here on the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined once more by aspiring podcast host, Stephen. Welcome in, brother. (laughs) You're a co-host right now. Aspiring. So So one day you want to be the main host. uh, Behind the scenes, I thought I was going to be hosting this episode and last week's. We recorded them back to back, and because you were called away... I have a I had a horse emergency, but the vet was like, I won't be there until three. I was like, oh, well, I can go record the podcast after all. I was going to say all these things about you, but I didn't get to. That's I right. was aspiring. That, You're right. I was I, aspiring I, to I knew be the I host. Had, I knew I had to rush in before. I can't leave him alone with a microphone. So we are, uh, as Stephen mentioned, uh, recording these back-to-back, and uh, we're joined once more, the second week in a row, four-time guest, Heather Moore. Hi. <laughs> And uh, Heather is with Waggett Better Dog Training and Boutique in Murfreesboro. You can check them out online. They're also the co-sponsor or co-producer of the Walk My Dog Challenge. We are now in week four of the Walk My Dog Challenge. We have four weeks to go. So we're halfway through as of the time uh, that this is airing. This week's challenge uh, is to take a picture while you're on your walk, post a picture, tag Waggett Better Dog Training, tag Family Pet Health, this picture should be of your pet with a funny expression. And this week is sponsored by Justin Holder Realty. And uh, we'll have a link to him in the show notes as well. If you are trying to buy or sell a house in the Middle Tennessee area, Justin's a good person to uh, work with. He's actually helping us sell our current family pet health location because we are moving. And we invite everyone out to the grand opening, which will be on July 15th. Yeah, and Justin was our guest on episode 13. That's right. Pets and real estate. So if you want to hear more about that. But today, oh, you know, going back to episode 13, one of the things that he cautioned us about, if you're buying or selling a home with pets, was that it can, if, if buyers know that you have a pet living in the house, it decreased the sale price. I don't remember exactly by how much, but there was a number. You could go back and listen to it. And he goes, they just assume that there's pee stains and things like that all over the house. And that's what we're talking about today. In case one day Stephen wants to sell his house, he needs help because his new little dog, Winston, is having potty training issues. He's struggling, Heather. He's he's having a rough go of it. So on today's podcast episode, I'm going to be facilitating this meeting between pet owner with puppy who's having pee problems in the house... (laughs) And dog trainer extraordinaire who is going to, in 30 minutes or less, solve all the world's <laughs> issues when it comes to Winston and housebreak. Help me, Heather Moore. You're our only hope. <laughs> all right. The first question I'm going to ask you is how old is he? So we're not really sure, but he's right around 12 to 14 weeks. Okay. He came from a rescue and they had picked him up basically off the street. Okay. 
That's good to know. I always want to know how old we're dealing with because the older the puppy, the longer they can hold their bladder. So the younger ones have a very, very short window and you have to take them out more frequently. The older they get, you get a little more grace in how often you have to. So that's good. 12 weeks is good. My next question is, are you using a crate? We do. We, he has a crate. He sleeps in it through the night. and uh, But the moment he hears me uh, in the morning, uh, I've got to be very, very quiet while I'm taking care of my morning business. And then the moment he hears me the flush after, the use, yes. after using the bathroom, he starts barking because it's, okay, I've got to go. I'm ready. Go. And he probably really does if it, he's gone all night. And he he darts to the door, and I've got to hurry to because if he if hey you're taking too long, I'll go right here. Yes. But I'll let him and Maverick out, and they both immediately go to their spots. And and most dogs at twelve weeks old can make it through the night. It always will depend on the breed and size, but usually at twelve weeks you can make it through the night, depending on how long your nights are. But I'd say six seven hours. For overnight. So that's that's good. I always encourage using a crate. A crate helps your dog hold it, gives them a reason to hold it because they don't want to potty in their crate and have to lay in it. I have a question about crates. How big should the crate be? I've heard that you should keep it just like you should get one of the big crates and use the divider to make it smaller so that if they have too big of a crate, they'll just use the bathroom in there. That is absolutely correct. They only need enough room to lay down in it. Stand up, lay down. You don't want any extra room because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to poop in the back and lay in the front so they don't have to deal with it. If the crate is the appropriate size, which is what you just said, then they're going to have a reason to hold it until you take them outside. And one of my rules is every time you let your puppy out of the crate, you need to immediately take them outside. So they know when they get out of the crate, they have the opportunity to always potty. Okay. All right. We're, we're good there. Okay. Uh, we've we've okay, checked good. that mark. You have, you have an appropriate crate. Good. We've actually got one when, when we first brought him from, uh, from the foster. So he was like five and a half pounds. Now he's 10 and a half. So we had a, we bought a crate that was going to be big enough that we were thinking and have a divider, and we have moved that divider twice Perfect. now. So it's still only one-third So it's true size. that dogs don't want to use the bathroom where they sleep. Most of Most the time. Now, <laughs> there's a few little situations, like if they've come from a hoarding situation or maybe mm -hmm. a bad breeder where they've just let them pee and poop and live in it, then you might struggle a little bit more. And I've dealt with puppies like that. And the best thing to do is keep it as clean as possible and keep them bathed so they decide that they don't really like mm -hmm. it, that there's an alternative. Because where they're coming from, there wasn't an alternative. So those are the more harder cases, but it, it doesn't sound like you you had that. We're, so we're in a good place. Okay, good. step one, appropriate size crate, and and also getting them in the routine of when they exit the crate, go outside. What's yes. next? Yes. So you need to watch your puppy at all times if they're outside of the crate. Because if they are going to have an accident, you need to be there to give them feedback that that is not appropriate in your house. And you have about five seconds to do that. Okay. If you walk in the room and there's a puddle of pee and you don't know when it happened, maybe even just two minutes ago, there's nothing you can do. Okay. I say your fault for not watching the puppy. <laughs> You've got to be more attentive. So, for example, if you're going to make dinner, you're going to take a shower... You're going to do something where you cannot watch the puppy. That's when you use your crate. 
put your puppy in the crate. So the crate's appropriate even for just a five or 10 minute process. Absolutely. Yes. And again, it depends on the age of the puppy as to how long you can leave them in there. Um, Usually a general rule is however many months they are old, plus an hour, up to eight hours. So if they're three months old, you can go three to four hours in the crate. Um, Ideally, eight hours is a long time for a puppy, so you don't really want that long, but technically you could do that. And Everyone works and I mean, the has only to people, create their dogs. Yeah, the only people that hold it for the long are teachers. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs> I, I know. Think our, I think our veterinary technicians would tell you that sometimes That's, they get bathroom breaks more than teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to all the teachers out there. Enjoy your summer. It has begun. So we're we're good. He's he's got appropriate. But so yes, whenever we find a puddle, we don't yell at him. We just we just clean it up. But you're saying I've got five seconds if I see him going. What yes. am I needing to do? All you have to do is let him know that you're not happy with that. Like, oh, ah, okay. no. I've and let him know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. successful there because, yeah, whenever it happens, I'm like, no. Um, yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's And that's all. Just a verbal correction and okay. then take him outside. Even if you know he's done going, go through the act of taking him outside and telling him, this is where I want you to go instead. Okay. Okay. We have not been doing that part. Yeah, follow through. Okay. The other thing is when you do take him out, and he goes outside, you do need to go out with him so you know whether he's gone or not. Praise and make a big deal. Some people give treats. You can in the beginning. I don't think you have to do it very long once they realize as soon as I go outside and I'm supposed to potty. Um, I don't wait around very long, maybe two to five minutes, no longer than five minutes. If they haven't gone in five minutes, you bring them back in. And if you know they need to go, put them in their crate, try again in 10 Oh, okay. okay, but, but you if don't. They, but if if you caught them after the fact and you no. take them outside, you you don't have to put no. them back in their crate. No, okay. no, because they've gone. Right. Yeah, They're no, that's done. fine. Okay. But you you really want them to realize that as soon as they go outside, they need to do their business. You don't want to wait twenty minutes Mm-mm. for them to go. You know that's that's not okay. Do you so? Do the, does Stephen need to walk him on a leash outside, or just turn him loose in the backyard and watch him? Um, it's totally up to you. Do you have a fence, and does he listen? Will he come back when called? So we, we've got the full fenced in, and so generally Maverick will, I mean, they're, they're in a race to get out the door. Who's going to get out first? They're bumping into each other, and they head down the steps. Um, Maverick will immediately find the wall, because he likes to pee on the wall, and then find whatever ball or Frisbee and bring it, because now it's time to play. He's He's gone to the bathroom. It's time to play. Winston will be a little bit slower process. Now, first thing in the morning, he he goes, squats, he's done. Um, But like in the afternoon, like after his lunch, he eats lunch. Maverick doesn't get lunch. When we go out after that, he sometimes takes a few more minutes and will want to play and then go pee. Okay. And and again, as long as it's less than five, you also might try during that time just to let him out by himself and not with Maverick, because that may help him hurry up. And then as soon as he goes, Maverick can come out and play. Maverick will not like that. (laughs) He's good. He'll just sit at the door. He can wait. He'll just sit at the door. I'm like, when do I get to come out and play? Okay. So we we go back to the morning. He's gone and, and he goes to the bathroom. Excellent. Now, our routine is then we play for a few minutes and then come inside for breakfast. That sounds good. And then he's got to pee all over again. What's, <laughs> right. I mean, it it right. happens right again. Well, so, and that's what you said is the, the key point is our routine. You need a routine. You need to do the same thing every day 
feed the same around the same time every day so that you get your puppy on a schedule so you know what to expect. And I'll tell people to um, write it down or put it in a note in your phone and write down what time you go outside and what they did. Did they pee? Did they poop? What time did you feed them? So you can start to figure out, well, 20 minutes after he eats, he has to go. Just so you know in the beginning. As he gets older and he starts to tell you he has to go outside, you won't have to worry about that as much. But right now as a puppy, it's kind of your job to give him that access when he has to go. So he makes the right choices. You mentioned that he will tell Stephen when he needs to go outside. Do you recommend the little bells on the door and things like that? Or what are the other ways that he would tell I do. I do like the bells, but I don't introduce the bells until they realize that they are supposed to go outside. Because the bells will mean, hey, I need to go out and potty. So if they don't realize that they're supposed to go, when you take them outside, they're supposed to potty, there's no reason for the bells. So get them going. Like as soon as you take them out and he knows to potty in the morning, then you can add the bells. Okay. So I'm still, you said that you can tell that they need to go. And that's our, that's our struggle is, you know, we've had him for six weeks and there are times when it, wait, you, you, you just peed again. You didn't show me any signs that you needed to do that again. Um, you just went, I just cleaned up something and now you just went again. Okay. And- so a couple things to look for. First of all is his water intake. You need to pay attention to when he drinks, okay? And especially if he drinks a whole bowl because you know he's going to have to go. And if he fills his bladder, you might have to go twice. So you might not just Or bring three him. times. Okay, or three <laughs> times. You might not bring him in after he pees once. You might leave him out there a little bit longer to see if he goes a couple times. Um, and especially a boy dog, too. They tend to like to go multiple places. So keep that in mind. Um, but first is water intake. I would not let him just um, drink water all day long. I think in a prior conversation, we talked about that he really likes water a lot. Um, Definitely ask your vet what is an appropriate amount of water he should consume in a day because we don't want to restrict water and him not get enough and get dehydrated. The best thing to do is ask your vet on that. Um, There's also medical conditions if he's obsessed with water that you want to rule out. And I know we talked about it earlier, and you've done that, of course. One of the first things that we did when when – we have not my wife and I got a puppy in 1997 um but we hadn't had a puppy ever since yeah it was a long long time ago and we've forgotten what it was like uh the potty training phase so he was going to the bathroom so frequently and he was guzzling so much water you know being uh the brother of a type one diabetic I was like is my dog is this dog that we just got is he diabetic so we had testing done yes. already. Because and that's very important. Rule that out first. If everything's normal, then again, you just have to pay attention to how much water he's drinking and when. If he drinks a little bit all day long, he's going to pee a little bit all day long. So it is okay to give him water with breakfast. And then a few hours later, offer him water. And then a few hours later, offer him water. So you know when he's drank, so he's not drinking constantly. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Maverick, we can just leave the bowl out and he's whatever. But Winston, yes, I think we have gotten a little bit more successful because we restrict. We put the water down for meal, and then we'll take it up. That's good. Um, So he gets three meals a day, so he gets three waters. But he guzzles. He likes to get into Maverick's water bowl. And And he may outgrow that as he gets older, (laughs) so you can just leave water down all the time. It might just be a, a puppy thing. 
does Steven also need to be looking out for activity level? If, if Maverick and the puppy are playing in the house and they stop playing, is that when we need to go outside again? Does yes. The, okay. Yes. Tell us about that. Um, activity will stimulate the bladder, and so he will have to go. So if you're playing a, ball, a game of ball or fetch in the house, um, after five minutes he needs to go outside. Or him and Maverick are running around wrestling and it's really active, he needs to go outside. Another time that you want to take him out is if he is being all sweet and cute and climbs in your lap and falls asleep. When he wakes up from that nap, he needs to go outside. Just like you first thing in the morning have to go. After after um, a nap, he needs that. So any major changes in activity, Yes, we go outside. See, that's, yes. that's, that's our, I think that may be our, our, one of our issues. Maverick and Winston Zoom a lot, um, and they... They're, I mean, they just go, 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 go. And well, unfortunately, Winston keeps going and going and going. So um, I'd also recommend crate time twice a day for him. And it will give you a break so you don't have to watch him constantly. But I'd give him a morning nap, we can call it that, and an afternoon nap in his crate. And put him in his crate for a couple hours. Um, so that way he's not zoom, zoom, zoom all day long. That he learns to calm down. Because there's going to be times where you do want him calm. He's not allowed to play 24-7. Right. What about the dog? We have a dog at our house that is old or. <laughs> And still is going in. She has decided that my son's room is her bathroom. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> and so we'll find little treats in there from time to time. How do we break a dog from, uh, it, you know, how, how do we prevent a puppy from deciding that, oh, that room over there is sure. just like the backyard? Or an older dog that, when given the opportunity, has decided for whatever reason that she's going to pee or poop in that room. Sure. So you need to be able to give the appropriate feedback that you don't like that and that is not allowed at your house. So it means some supervision and it may mean keeping your son's door shut for a regular basis. Um, Typically, I find, especially with house training dogs, if you can go two weeks without an accident, habits are formed. So a dog like that, that's Basically, they're sneaking away and doing mm-hmm. it and getting away with it. So they don't think they're doing anything wrong. What's well, raining out? I don't really want to go. Yep, I'm going to go exactly, in the bedroom. That's exactly when it happens. She yes. does not. She's a little dainty Havanese yes. that does not like to have her paws. Miss Dolly. Yes. Little <laughs> so, Dolly Barkin does not like to have wet paws. And so, especially on rainy days, keep his door shut yep. and keep an eye on her and maybe watch her when she goes out to make sure yeah. she goes. We have a baby gate on the, the, the kitchen yes. to the living room. And so during the rainy periods, all the dogs are not allowed in the house because, yeah, yeah. Dolly is a sneaky one, sneaky one. What about the use of puppy pads by the back door um, or just puppy pads in general? We have some clients that their dogs are, you know, 10, 12 years old, and that's they've only ever used puppy pads. Can we can we so do they serve a purpose in training or is it better just to get them outside if that's what the plan is? If that's what the plan is, don't ever introduce puppy pads. Um, There are some times where I feel like puppy pads are needed, and that would be if you live on a third floor or higher of an apartment Mm -hmm. and you can't get that puppy down very quickly. For example, you know how bad Winston has to go in the morning. How could he make it in an elevator and go down three flights or three <laughs> flights of stairs? You know, he wouldn't make it. So in a situation like that, puppy pads are okay until they get a little older and can handle the trip 
to the the grass downstairs. Um, Or if it's an elderly person and they just can't get outside in a timely manner. And I'll use my mom as an example. She has a walker and it takes a lot for her to put the leash on the dog, get the dog to the door and then get outside. And it's not fast enough if it's a puppy. So a situation like that, a puppy pad by the door is okay in in my book. Um, However, I'm not a huge fan of them, especially if you don't want your puppy to um, use them for their life and um, you want them to eventually go outside, then um, you don't want to send mixed signals. And if they're allowed to go on a puppy pad inside, that's giving them permission to go inside. I'd rather them think they're not allowed to go inside at all. Okay, let's recap how far we've gone here with Steven. Steven, yeah, I'm feeling, let, I'm let's feeling better. Sure, <laughs> let's make sure we want to uh, we want to we want to make sure that you heard the right message. So, would you repeat back to Heather what she has told you so far? Make sure we've got this. So, first and foremost, uh, crate training, and not just overnight, but also at times while we're at home, he still needs to go in because we use yes. it when we're gone. But you're saying even when we're at home, there are times when he needs to be in his crate. Yes. If and, he's unsupervised, okay. he needs to be in his crate. Or you need a break. Or he needs a break from Maverick. Yes. Uh, and Maverick will just be like where Gracie used to sit yeah. and watch Maverick in the crate. Um, step two is establishing a routine. And we're working on that. I think we're getting a pretty good routine. We're starting to um, where Winston knows what the expectations are. Good. Uh, step three is is monitor and w- the humans learn the dog signs. That's where I think maybe we're struggling a little bit. Um, but recognizing that these are signs, these are times after play, after taking naps, after meals. Those are, are um, some things. And, and then, and eventually, actually, you'll start to see the dog's going to start sniffing the ground, or maybe doing a circle, or walking to the door, or sometimes they come up and paw you. Um, that would be awesome if he would let us know that well. And that sounds he like will. that would be the time That's they where put we're the going. bells on the door or whatever. Yes. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And I have a handout I can send you oh, on. Good. We'll have that for the show notes. Yes. <laughs> and How then to teach a dog to ring a bell. For a specific to Winston's issue, but I heard you talk about maybe restricting or limiting when the intake of water is, but also even restricting the amount. In a, um, in a healthy way. Yes. In a healthy way yeah. as determined by your veterinarian. And we have yes. been working with... Our vet at uh, Family Pet Health. What a great, uh, what a great coincidence! Um, but Doctor Nunnery has been working with us on on how much. Are there any other steps that he needs to be following and working on? Just make sure you're given appropriate feedback. So if there's an accident in the house, you're uh-uh, no. And then when they go outside, when he's doing it where he's supposed to, praise and make a big deal about that. I want to just reiterate. Well, we did not really reiterate, but stress the importance. We haven't said it yet, but let's say it now. When you do not rub your dog's mm-hmm. face in its feces in the house, no or, rural newspapers, right. none of that's because not necessary. Why is that not effective, and what is the negative outcomes from that? It actually gets them to the point where they might be scared of the pee when they pee, and again, they have about a five second window of association with things. So if you don't catch them in the act, and it's even ten minutes later, and you tell them no and point them to the puddle of pee, they think they're getting in trouble for standing there. They cannot relate it to they peed there 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So we want to make it very clear. And it also damages the bond between you and your pet. Yeah, they, they're they yeah. confused. They don't understand what's going on. And they're eventually afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited. I, I 
I, I feel better. Not it, too excited. Don't pee in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pee out of excitement. And and he hasn't done that when he goes in. Some some puppies pee when they get super excited when they meet us at the clinic. Um, it's like my superpower is making dogs so, pee on my shoes. I can give you some advice on that. If you have a submissive peer, the best thing to do is not make eye contact or don't even pet and greet the dog for the first five minutes. Let them calm down a little bit, but even just eye contact, looking at the dog can make them pee. We had warm, Charm, <laughs> Charm was an excited peer mm-hmm. and we would, we would tell people when they were coming to visit when she was a puppy, don't touch her. Don't yes. acknowledge her. Just pretend she doesn't exist. It helps. And, and then uh, also making her sit before they would pet her. That helped too. Yes. So and usually, going, oh my God, it's a puppy. That just made her pee everywhere. <laughs> usually they outgrow it. Not always. I've had a dog in the past that if we knew we were having people over, I just try and give them a bathroom break before they got there. and Or we'd meet outside, watch your shoe, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, you just learn to, to know what will set them off and what won't. Well, we hope that you curious pet parents out there have been educated as much as Steve. And I, you can't see him, but he is smiling right now that uh, he has some actionable steps. That's what we try to provide you here each episode. We also try to provide you with a fun fact, something that will help you be a little bit smarter uh, to win trivia night or at least impress your friends and family at dinner. Heather, do you have another fun fact for our curious pet parents out there? I do. Did you know that dogs are either right-pawed or left-pawed? Really? That's fascinating. I did not know this. How do you determine whether your dog is right-pawed or left-pawed? So you could probably... um, take a treat and hide it under something or in some somewhere where they'd have to use a paw to get it out and see which one they use, their right or their left. I'm going <laughs> to... That, that, that dog agreed. So, well, I'm, I'm going to try that tonight. I'm going to stick the ball under the couch and see how... little food puzzle. Which Let way me Ma- know. We'll which report, way Maverick we'll, goes. We will report back uh, out there. Well, we hope that all of you will report back next week for another episode of the Family Pet Podcast. We hope that you've learned a little bit today to help you be a little bit more educated, and until next time, stay curious. The Family Pet Podcast is a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet Podcast is a production of Family Pet Health PLLC and is recorded in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only, and you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on anything that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review and follow wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com.